Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayons Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Kim Smith. Hey, Kim. Hi. It's great to have you. And Kim knows what it's like to experience the twists and turns of life. Don't you, Kim? <laughs> I do. Yes, oh, man. Yes. After getting pregnant at age 16 and married at age 17, Kim had to, over the years, deal with bitterness towards two of the key men in her life, her husband and her dad. But she has not only found her true identity in Christ, but she is now being used by God in powerful ways to help others. Truly a masterpiece. So she shares her story in today's podcast. So I'm so excited to have you sharing just a piece of your story. I know we could talk about so many different aspects of what God has done in your life, but just to get started, like what did the broken crayons in your life look like? So my dad left my mom when I was 12 years old and we had four kids in the home and wow. I was the oldest. Oh. So I suddenly became um, also a caretaker mm-hmm. uh, without going into a lot of detail. That was probably the first broken crayon that I really experienced. Um, then getting pregnant at 16 and having a husband who really wasn't ready for marriage and really wanted to still live life instead of being married for the first 10 years. That was probably those two pieces. There are other small things along the way, but um, very hurtful places. Those were the broken crayons that I look back on. Yeah. Yeah, And when things happen to us when we're young, it's, I mean, you said 12. I mean, that's a very formational time in our life that, you know, just our identity and so many things are happening at that point. And when you look back over the years, I mean, there's so many different things I'm sure that have happened, but is there one particular point you could say was your lowest point? Um, Yes. After I had our second child, um, for me, making a decision because my husband really, he wanted to be there, but not wanted to be there, if that makes sense. Um, Realizing that I had to also make a decision. Was I willing to stay in this or was I not? And so that lowest point was making a decision that giving him an ultimatum for him to choose Mm -hmm. and saying he had to pick us or his lifestyle. And really that probably was the lowest point. Wow. Yeah. Now, you, ha- you said you had two children at that time? Yes. Wow. So what was his decision? <laughs> um, his decision was to stay with us. Um, he wasn't really ready to give it all up, but he laughs now and says, I made him pick me over the motorcycle. It has become a joke now. Um, but... <laughs> You know, at that point, I didn't know what he would pick. That's the honest truth. And so you're still together today? 
We are, and it will be 33 years um, in a couple of weeks. Wow! Yeah. I just got chills. It's a God story. It's a God story. The same man you married at 17, right? Yes. Okay, wow. Yeah, that is. So what do you think was the turning point for, for you, and especially for you and your husband and just everything that was you were going through? Yes, and I wrote about this in a book recently um, that my turning point was forgiveness and mm. choosing forgiveness. Uh, it was through a radio program. Uh, Chuck Swindoll said a, a quote, and it has just stuck with me, and it is, um, forgiveness is giving up the right to hurt you for hurting me. And oh my goodness, wow. it just, it pierced me through and through. And I was driving down the road, and I literally had to pull over with body racking sobs. And God just spoke to my heart and said, it's time. Wow. It's time to give it up. And I literally put my hands in the air and said, okay, God, I'm giving it up. I'm giving it to you. And I knew the bitterness had crept in over the years toward both my dad and him. And it was a God, it was a God thing. It was not a Kim thing. Right. I had a, a moment like that too, where I literally pulled over to the side of the road sobbing, <laughs> but it was more to <laughs> forgive, forgive myself. But um, in that, that it's just, so say that quote again. It is um, forgiveness is giving up the right to hurt you for hurting me. So explain what that means or what that meant to you. So it meant to me that in our humanness, we have a right to get even, to get justified, get back at. An eye for an eye. (laughs) Yeah. In God's economy, I mean, I'm sure in his mind, it wasn't necessarily evil for me to think, you know, I know he doesn't want us to carry bitterness, but our, our natural making is that we want to get even or hold a grudge. Wow. And I just studied about holding a grudge with um, Esau the other evening in Bible study. And it's the derivative is of Satan. Holding a grudge wow. is of Satan. Wow. That's scary. So um, to me, that meant actually just surrendering my right. To, to hold on to it. And so that letting go process and saying, okay, I'm letting it go. It doesn't mean that there weren't times and even times that it still pops up. Right. But that I made a conscious choice and I still some days have to make that conscious choice again. That I chose to forgive. Right. Now, you know, you talked about having insecurities and finding your identity in Christ. How is that do you think tied into your relationships with men, with your dad, with your husband? Was it tied into that at all? Most certainly. Um, One of the things, and this is not to talk poorly about my father, but one of the things that I remember is as a young girl, early elementary school, my dad often choosing to play in the backyard with my friends over me. And I remember thinking, what is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me? Was I not cute enough? Was I not athletic enough? What was it? Um, And then some events that happened with my husband um, over the years, dating and in early marriage, and thinking, okay, I'm definitely not pretty enough, or I don't have the right body attributes or some physical something to keep him happy or, you know, 
here where I want him at home and realizing again, it was something on the radio. It's amazing how God has used radio in my life. Yes. Um, don't remember who it was, but they said, your worth is not what man thinks of you. It's what Jesus paid for you. Ooh, Which I, I already, love that. <laughs> yeah. And I knew that, or I should say, I knew that. Right. Um, in my head, I was saved as a young girl, but I hadn't really, like, really totally filtered that in that that's really what it is. So it was in my late 20s, early 30s when I really realized it really isn't what my husband or other people think of me or their value mm. placed on me. It's what Jesus paid for me. And that was just life changing. Wow. I just feel like someone got a breakthrough just from that right there. <laughs> that's so, so powerful. And it's, it's yeah. hard. I mean, it's hard to truly grasp it every day. People's opinions, especially with social media, with texting, with everything, we're getting bombarded with people's opinions of us. You know, there's the right. bullying, the cyber bullying going on, all this stuff going on. And yet, you know, what's one piece of advice or encouragement you would have for our listeners right now? Yeah, so one piece definitely is that piece right there. Your worth is what Jesus paid for you. And if we, when we start getting down on ourselves or feel insecure, or inadequate, that first and foremost. But the other thing is it takes perseverance. Mm. And it doesn't matter what piece of that story. Um, I'm sure none of ours are identical. Right. But we have to persevere. It's so easy to quit and give up in this life, whether it's just someone treating us poorly or our own mental image of ourselves. We have to persevere to what God wants and what he has for us. Yeah. And I love that because, so. you know, I often say it's one step at a time, one day at a time. It's, you know, it, it is, and it's a constant surrendering. It's, it's not just a mm -hmm. one-time thing. It's coming to mm -hmm. God and, it, and it's layers, lots of layers. <laughs> and yes. we might be triggered yes. by something, by what something someone says or an experience. It might trigger something that happened to us a long time ago. I've had that happen. And yet, what is one scripture that as you've walked through this journey, um, what's one scripture that has really encouraged you? Yes, there are so many over the years, but, um, and actually, I think I'm going to give you two, but okay. one is be still and know that I am God, Psalm 4610. And that just literally sustained me mm. through many ups and downs. Um, the other is, I believe it's, oh, I hate this. It's Psalms or Proverbs 1830, but it's as for God, his way is perfect. Mm. And no matter what we think and how awful it seems at the time to step back and look at it after and look back and say, you know what, even though I didn't like it and it wasn't fun, it, God's way is perfect. Yeah. He's sovereign. We can trust him even when we don't understand. And many times it is, it's like, Hindsight is twenty twenty. When we look back and we see all of that, I know God is using you now in amazing ways as a coach and just encouraging others in their finances, their businesses, in so many different areas. How can people find you if they want to connect with you online? Absolutely. KimSmithCoach.com. Oops. KimSmithCoach.com is my website. So that's the best way. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so if you guys want to connect with her, go to KimSmithCoach.com. I love how easy your name is to spell. 
Kim <laughs> <laughs> <M>. Smith. <laughs> but, you know, it's just very apparent that in your story, you know, God is able to turn a mess into a masterpiece. Yes, he is. Yes. And you are a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. And I'm so thankful for you sharing your story today. For those thank of you, you. Yes. For those of you listening, thank you so much for joining us today. If you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to feature you on this podcast. You can apply to be featured at shellyhits.com forward slash story. I pray you were encouraged today. You were inspired that God used Kim to really just help you look at something in a new way. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.